Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. I look forward to what God is going to do today. Can you say to yourself, it's my time and it's my turn? Oh, it's my time and it's my turn. <laughs> it's not about just being uh, in the optimal moment, the Kairos moment, but knowing that it's your turn to participate, your turn to connect, your turn to make it relevant for the days that are ahead. So, Father, do an extraordinary thing here. Listen, this month we have gathered and we want our focus to be on the Holy Spirit. I, I love the Holy Spirit. He's my breath. He's my, uh, he's the spirit of grace and truth. He is the teacher of all things. He's our guide. He's the one that is the power behind resurrection. He is the one who would stand by us. You know, the Amplified Version will call him the standby. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, when you are short of power, you need a standby. Uh, when you're short of grace, you need a standby. When you're, you are, when you are in need of affirmation, you need a standby. Someone who is not far away, but standing by, standing by. May we experience him like never before. You may be seated in heavenly places for those that are here. And I'm looking forward to uh, us having such an incredible time. I sense he's going to do some things that are going to be historic. Uh, probably won't be too long in, in uh, declaring and sharing what he has. But today I want to uh, remind us that he wants us to be able to approach the throne of grace. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. At the throne of grace there is mercy and there is grace at work. You know, grace to be able to access any help you need but mercy would ensure that that which is yours is not exchanged by the mercies of god we are not consumed by the mercies of god everything that is ours must be ours can someone say it's my time and it's my turn you know sometimes you know it's time but you think it's somebody else's turn but it's your turn to enter into whatever you need to it's your turn where the history be adjusted for your sake today i'm i'm very excited about the emphasis the holy spirit wants us to get into he took he said i need you to talk about uh, some things you had mentioned, but I need you to go into a bit more detail. And I said, okay, we, we're in for a ride. All right. So I want you to, to say to yourself, favor has come, favor has come. You know, last week I said something about favor on steroids. I, 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 I'm not sure whether someone got it or someone thought it was just one of those nice things pastors say or people who are preaching say, but I want you to experience favor that is on steroids, meaning it has a caboose to it. It's, it's coming from every turn, and it's going to do you extraordinary good. Listen, another th 
term concerning favor is escalated favor where favor is escalated you know we we are in a period where we're dealing with this uh, pandemic and every now and then uh, there's an escalation of infections but this is going to be an escalation of favor can someone say it's my time and it's my turn it's my time and it's my turn i need to, to be blessed beyond the normal blessing i need to enter into this escalations of of the things that god wants to do and no one can stop it you know at this throne of grace i want you to envision uh, the sovereign one seated and benevolence is at its max working over time where the sovereign sits down and he says like listen i am the benevolent god i am the one that goodness is ascribed to my people mercy is ascribed to my people david put it this way goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life can someone say i make that a covenant between me and god i make that a covenant between me and god god can you come into this covenant with me can you open it to my understanding may i be marked by a person that when i come through your house you will experience some goodness when i come through your house let mercy drop over let's Something happened in the nations that we enter into, in the spaces where we sit into. These are the times where we begin to say, God, what you've written concerning us, it's our turn, it's our time. We must not only say that it's written, but this is how we live and this is part of your life. I don't know about you, but I am tired of reading things that are supposed to be real in my life and they are not happening. You know, you got some promises, you had these promises long time ago, and come on, we got to let these things become a reality in our day. If not now, then when? If God cannot bless us now, then when? If he will not bless us in this life, then in what life? David said to God, listen, if I die now, who will praise you? Who would praise you? It's time you began to say to God, you know, God, we are in with this thing that we are excited that you have given us, but it looks like someone, something, our history, whatever it is, is messing with this flow, and we are saying it's our time and it's our turn. A time comes when Isaac stops digging the well, digs one, and, and he has peace around it, and he names the place Rehoboth, because God has given us room. May you say, it's my time, and it's my turn. Listen, that issue must end one day. Why not in our time, and why not on my watch? Now, these are the things that the Holy Spirit was saying. I need you to communicate to my people. Today, we had a leaders meeting, and I, 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 I did talk about what God instructed Moses concerning Joshua. And there were three things, but the first one was that he said, command him. There are things that are commands. They are not negotiable. They are things that you need to take heed to. They are not tied to your emotions. They are not tied to how you feel. They are just tied to your will and your desire to make it happen. So he, these are things that God wants us to begin to, to take note of. It's a command. Number one, taking the enemy into the vicinity of God. 
and we're going to be borrowing from the story of Esther. You've got to learn to take the enemy into the vicinity of God. Listen, never in the creation of the world has darkness overthrown light. And it doesn't matter how small the light is, it would scare away darkness. And you know, the enemy follows us. There are diseases that follow us. There are all kinds of things from our background that keep following us. But it's time you listen. Haman was in the same uh, 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 constituents as Mordecai and Esther, he was where his enemies were, nothing was happening. So someone, either the enemy or the one who decides you are not going to be my enemy forever, does something about it. You know, till you switch on the light in your room, darkness will fellowship with you. But a day must come that you will say, you know what, this is my time and this is my turn. And there has never been, hear this with your spirit, there has never been a disease that stood to fight a cure. Think about it. When you have that headache and you pop the pill, that headache is not saying, I'm not going. Once the cure enters the space of the disease, the disease must submit. Never has healing said it would not go when God extends his hand to heal. Listen, can we believe God and say, now is the time, now is my turn. We give the enemy too much. Some things ought not to live with you when you come into the presence of God. Oh my goodness. Some of us like visiting those who have stuff. You know, when you're hungry, you like visiting those who cook or those who have food for you, and you don't leave their presence hungry. We cannot come in the presence of the Holy Spirit and live with our challenges day in and day out, and it looks like the Holy Spirit has no power. Mm -mm. Not today, not tomorrow. It is time we saw the manifestation of that which the Word of God declares. You get into the boardroom, you are not going to blank out. You're going to have wisdom, you're going to have the ability. Listen, my wife and I had this discussion one day, and it so opened my eyes. I think she brought this issue up. You know, no one was able to ever corner Jesus. He always had an answer. He could always get up. So how come I get cornered? How come I cannot enter into that level of wisdom where I know how to respond? Listen, some of our marriages will be saved if the Holy Spirit was helping us answer right, behave right, act right. Some of the challenges we face, if the Holy Spirit was really doing what he says he does, and I am aware of it, then I should not be in a jam sometimes. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, the things that God allows to help us grow. I'm just talking about the nuances that the devil throws our way. It's time. Write this one to down. It's time you take those things that have been tracking you to the presence of God. So that their tracking systems be destroyed. What are you talking about? There are some of us that sin, from, from generation to generation, there are diseases that track us down. Some people have not even given birth yet, but because of their family history, there is a tracker on the children that are going to be born. There's a tracker on the grandchildren. Can we say enough is enough? 
The third thing is that we got to be able to remove legal grounds for which we are antagonized. And this can go as far as nations. This would go as far as communities. Wherever legalities have been established in the past. Listen, there are certain countries that are indebted to other countries because a joker sold them out. And for years, there is a document that is insisting that they be in bondage. So a child is born not knowing that that child is in debt, but comes into debt. No more. Can we begin to say, God, take this up for us? Can we take these issues before the Lord? And let's not think it's just another prayer meeting. Let's not just think it's another time where we are hanging out with God. Let's, we've come before the sovereign God. He who rolls and reigns in the affairs of men. And let him begin to change the dynamics. Can't he alter a DNA? Can't he alter the, 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 the flow of, of the systems in my body? Can't the things that have been following us be stopped once and for all? Can't we begin a new generation of people who are not carrying high blood pressure, who are not carrying the sickle cell, who are not carrying you know, the breast cancers, who are not Listen, can't we begin to, why is it that your great-grandmother suffered a disease and you are paying for it? You never were there. You didn't negotiate. Your only challenge is that you have the same skin color. The only challenge is that you look like her. The only challenge is that you came through that line. But how do you know whether God sent you here to stop this foolishness and stop this malady and stop this unfortunate happening that is tracking us down. Can someone lift their hands and say, it's my time. It's my time and it's my turn. Listen, a time comes when we are born where we need to leave our marks and say that, you know what? God sent us here for a reason. The next is not giving any place to the devil. You don't want to give place to the infirmity. You don't want to give place to the, the disease. You don't want to have lifestyles that open ourselves up to the things that ought not to be following us. All it takes is one person opening the door. All it takes is one person and say, you know, you, 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 you do a wrong deal and it affects people that were not even present. And the last is God is going to outrightly fight for you. You know, in this season, we know it's not by might or by power, but it's by spirit. There are things that God needs to fight for us. Don't tell me God knows everything. Can you engage God? Can you let it be God's fight? Or give me an example, I sure would. David stood in the battle with Goliath and he moved it from it being a fight between him and Goliath and it became a fight between Goliath's God and his God. Can you let God come on the scene? Can you report someone to God? Can you say, God, can, can you settle this matter? Can you settle this matter? And I've seen God do it for me. I've seen God. I remember there was a time someone, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was... Uh, Never met, gave me a call. When the call was ended, I said, God, did you send the person? Sitting on my bed, I said, God, did you send the person? I probably asked the question about three times, and that was the end of the conversation. I know God knew my heart. I know God understood why I was asking. By 6.30 the next morning, the individual had called me and was apologizing profusely. 
God never sent them. God talked to them. I didn't call any human being. Can God answer for us? Can God settle issues for you? Can God say that, you know what? You don't mess with my own. I fight for my children. You dare not touch my son. You dare not mess with him. You will see my face. How much more our God? How much? I know mothers who will swat you in their short size. They will, they will take out a 250 they will take him out even when they are less than a hundred pounds because that's her baby they will fight you will see another side of that one how much more god doesn't god care about us enough can someone say god arise i've also come to understand that no one can talk god into disliking me can I say it one more time? No one can talk God into disliking me. No one can change God's will concerning my life. Nobody. It doesn't matter where you come from. You cannot do that. The adversary has done his worst. Or you can say he's done his best. So what are we going to do? You know, the devil don't play. Jesus made us understand. John 10, 10. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He has a three-pronged three agenda. He's either at the first one or the second one or the third one. You know, he, he loves to in, enter and engage, and he wants to bring to pass either of the three, and I have decided no, I have to take it on. I have to do something about it. And it's my time and it's my turn. Oh, my goodness. Can you go with me to Isaiah 54? Isaiah 54. Wait, wait. can you fasten your seatbelts right now? Isaiah 54. Let's, let's, let's uh, get our juggler into this one. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper no weapon my focus is not on the weapon my focus is on its ability to not prosper it will be formed it will be created that is not my emphasis you know i'm not going to chase around about his weaponry i'm going to chase about the fact that we are detonating everything we are disconnecting it we are saying that it would not be fulfilled we command the time gates to honor this word concerning us somebody needs to come into a covenant with this scripture between you and god that this keeps you alive as long as you breathe the breath of god that no weapon formed against you against you, against anything that concerns me, will prosper. You can do all you want to do, but at the end of the day, that thing is not going to work. And how many of us need to understand that God is not trying to tease us? God means what he says. Then he says this, any tongue, whether you are American, you are Chinese, you are a goat, as long as you have a tongue, which rises against you in judgment, you can say what you want, but don't rise up in judgment. 
Because God gives you permission to do what? To condemn it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Too many of us are, are weeping at night and, and saying that this one said so, so, and so. This one judged me wrong. Blah, 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 blah. When are you going to do something about it? When are you going to shut those voices? When are you going to say all that has been put on the internet? It's not going anywhere. I shut them down systematically. I don't have money to spend uh, to, to pay people to remove it from, from Facebook and Instagram and all those uh, social media platforms, but I got the power to shut it down. It may be all around me, but it has not changed my promotion. In the midst of condemnation, I will still be promoted. Who said blessings can be tinkered with? What is blessed cannot be cursed. Can someone raise their hands to God and say, God, thank you. To let this become what I live. Let it become where I dwell. Let it become the essence of my being. Listen, it's time. I believe with my heart. It's time that some of you become, become people that men look at you and the fear of God comes upon them. You know, too many times people mess with us and think that we are nobodies, but it's time people say, you know what, we can't talk about this system. Don't go there. We can talk about everyone, but don't talk about this one. You know, we, you know, we, 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 we can't mess with this boy. You know, it's time some bullies took their hands off and they began to see the light of God happening over our communities, over our children. Can somebody say, God, if this thing is really your word, which I believe, then allow me to walk in the midst of it. Let this word, may I chew it into my system. Let it be part of me. May I not only know it, but may I live it. The next part of it says, which I highlighted in my notes. It, I, I, it is my heritage. This is the heritage of the servants of God. This is my birthright. This is what has been assigned to me. When are we going to take possession of the things that are ours? When are we going to accept that there is a heritage? That means it comes from somewhere. It doesn't just start with me. It's an heritage. It's something that I pick up from God. Who I, whose I am and whom I serve. As long as I'm a servant of God, don't mess with me. I may be short in your eyes and maybe of little consequence in terms of physical muscle but don't mess with me don't think you can just say what you want to say and it doesn't matter who you are you may be the president or you may be the, the whatever in society the least in society you are not exempt from this you know there's some people who think they can say anything and do anything but it's high time we also understood that we have a God. We have a sovereign God. He rules in the affairs of man. <laughs> and check this out. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. By righteousness, you would stand. By righteousness, you will prevail. By his righteousness that he's imputed on you. By we walking as his children, his servants, as people that he sent on a mission. Esther was on a mission. Mordecai was on a mission. Haman could think what he wanted to think, uh, but it did not change the fact that God's hand is on you and uh, people who don't know will know. 
The fact that you don't know doesn't mean it changes who I am. You know the call of God on my life? You know what God is saying concerning me? Don't mess with me. Can someone say my time and my turn? My time and my turn. So we're about to read in Esther chapter number 7, and we'll read 1 to 7. But before we do that, you know, Mordecai had the opportunity to, to say to Esther uh, in a plea. You know, he said, Esther, you know, uh, uh, you become queen, and you must understand the circumstances in which you are in. So she, she, she's looking at a situation, and Esther is thinking it's impossible. Not I don't want to get involved, but my hands are tied. And Mordecai is saying that, look, they are setting laws that are above other laws. They are certain uh, uh, realms in which you walk that you can make a turn around circumstances that don't seem to work. Now, can I say this to someone? Worship is for rulers. Worship is for what? <coughs> Worship is one of the ways in which you can Enter into the space with God and begin to reign from a different space. So Mordecai says to Esther, listen, if you don't do something about this, help is going to come anyway. But it's to your favor, it's to your advantage, it's for you to come into this place of shifting gears using a couple of things. Esther, you must understand how to leverage relationships. You got to learn how to leverage influence. You got to learn how to leverage authority and learn how to leverage power. These four things, Esther, I want you to understand that there are ways in which you can get around issues. How many remember Galatians 5:22, the fruit of the spirit? Now, one of the things he says in verse 23 is that against such there is no law. All right. So when you begin to operate uh, by the power of the spirit, by bearing fruit, hanging out with God, there are certain things that you would become exempt, not because it's not possible, not because it's not a law, but you are operating at a higher place in God. Can someone lift their hands and say, I would, uh, I would seize my time, I would seize my moment. So all Mordecai was saying is that, Esther, this is your moment. This is your time, but it's your turn. Yeah? More importantly, it's not just your time, it's your turn. You know, some of us are passing the book. It's someone's turn to write the $5,000 check. It's someone's turn to write the $1,000 check. It's someone's turn to, to, to pray for that individual. It's your turn to say, no, 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 no. I mean, the past week I had the opportunity to pray for someone who, it looked like the enemy, you know, it, it, the enemy was just on the person's tail. You know how the media night case works. It, it waits for you to have the harvest and it swoons in. You know, frustrates the daylight out of you. When are you going to rise up as a Gideon and say enough is enough? When are you going to say that this foolishness must stop? So Esther chapter number 7. So Esther agrees to go and and, and, and take on this uh, issue of seeing the king to tap into influence. She has a relationship. Can I leverage my relationship? Some of you need to work on your relationships because it will take you somewhere. All right? And, and I, I can testify of how even being able to relate well gives those who are around you opportunity to be blessed. Stop fighting everybody 
in your neighborhood. Your child may need that reference. And you don't want the child to hit a roadblock when they say, who is your Relationships are the reason why we are here. And who you relate to will determine where you spend eternity. Relationships are key in everything. You know, we, in business, we say it's about whom you know. In politics, it's about whom you know. You know, how you relate would determine those who are around you. So please, stop play, playing the fool. It affects me. Somebody may not join our fellowship because you didn't treat somebody right somewhere. Oh, you are the pastor of that. Oh, my goodness. May people flow into your life because, you know, by you being associated with certain people, it opens doors. Esther 7, verse 1. Read from the New King James. So the king and Haman went to dine with King Queen Esther, sorry, and on the second day, so this was the second banquet. At the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition, Queen Esther? Now, I need you to note this. This guy is not a representation of God, but this guy is sitting in a place of authority, wielding a lot of power. And God is the one who ascribes authority and power. Do you understand that? So we're not seeing him as God. We are seeing him as someone that is occupying a throne that exercises jurisdiction, that exercises power. He has certain laws that he, he, he govern him. One of the laws that govern this king, uh, other versions call him Ahasuerus, others call him Zexis, uh, whatever name it is, is the same guy, but what it is, is that they're dealing with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, that whatever is recorded cannot be changed. So we're talking about coming in front of an impossible situation. We're not talking about coming, you know, the law had clauses. It's not an amendable, you know, some of our, our, the, the constitutions, parts of it are amendable. These are not voted issues. So we've got to learn how to get around it. That's why God is saying, can you bring the trouble to me? The facts are there. You know, the, the, the predicament is tracking us from generation to generation. The break in marriages is tracking us from generation to generation. The failure in business is tracking us from generation to generation. The infidelity from generation to generation. Consume. We cannot be like that as a family. There are generational blessings that need to come through. See, Mordecai said to Esther, help will come from somewhere. We have a covenant with God that always comes through. He helps us. So, uh, so the king is asking, what can I do for you? When did you go to pray to God that God says, what can I do for you? May it become a longing in your heart that God will say, what do you want? What do you have need of? What can be done for your city? What can be done for that individual? And she says, sorry, and, and 
What is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted to you. What is your request? After half the kingdom, it shall be done. Now that's, uh, the wording is not literally saying we're going to give you half the kingdom, but it's basically saying whatever you want. Remember Solomon, the open check? What do you want? What do you want? I hear the Lord ask someone, what do you want? What do you want? <coughs> what do you want? Then Queen Esther answered and said, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given to me at my petition and my people at my request. Now, I need you to remember this, underscore it, because we, we got, it's going to be something we're going to be working with. He said, uh, if I have found favor in your sight. Remember that she was not supposed to be in his space, but it was her time and it was her turn. According to the law that was in operation, it ought not to happen except the hand of the king was extended with a scepter and you touch the scepter of authority. Authority can excuse you and make it your time and make it your turn. You know, what is general, it's not necessarily applicable when it's your time and when it's your turn. When a woman walks into the room when it's her wedding day it's her time and it's her turn so everybody at the sound of the sound of the music playing everybody rises up whether you believe it or not it's her time and it's her turn but normally when she walks into the room no one even turns their heads but now all of a sudden everyone wants to see how cute she looks she's become the center of the photographs that are going on and everything around that day that moment is about her can someone say it's my time and it's my turn? It's my time and it's my turn. It has to be because, listen, there is time for everything. And I, I'm part of the everything. He makes all things beautiful in their time. That means beauty is attached to the time of the thing. Can someone say, I'm going to glow also. I'm going to glow also. Can I still borrow from this woman who walks down the aisle? I've seen men go, my God. I've seen Groom's crying. This woman that they were hanging out with, all of a sudden they see her in her time and in a moment. You know why? Because the power and the mystery of making all things beautiful in their time hits her. And Esther was saying, if I found favor in your sight, I would to ask that we will bow our knees and say to God, if I have found favor in your sight. God, if I have found favor in your sight concerning this issue that you have brought to God, can you begin, God, if I have found favor in your sight? Jesus, if you died for me, Holy Spirit, if I'm the one who is your student, you've taken time off to just tutor me, if I have found favor, if, I'm not forcing the issue, I'm just saying that if, I have found favor. Then she also learns to say this, if it pleases the king. How many remember in Hebrews, the Bible says, I was created, you were created for his pleasure. And his pleasure alone was I created. I love that verse. It just reminds me of how important God thinks I am. And if it 
pleases you, if it pleases God. Listen, what I do br should bring pleasure to God. So if my life means anything to you, Esther was saying to the king, listen, if I found favor, I'm just asking for the thing that makes you happy. Can it become a Do you think God is happy when I'm crying? Do you think God is happy when I'm broke? Do you think God is happy when I'm sick? Do you think God is happy when my, my family is being ransacked by the devil? No, God, if it pleases you. says, give me my, my life and the life of my people. Then it, she explains, for we have been sold. My people and I have been destroyed to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. We were, if had we been sold as male or female slaves, I would have had held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. What is she, what is she doing? She's relating to the man. If I die, who will bless you? King, I've made you glorious. I'm a crown to you. If I die, you know, Haman paid money to get this job done. It cost to, to, to hurt somebody. And he was willing to foot the bill. And Esther is saying, King, you know what? This is between you and me. If I'm no more, your, my enemy can't replace me for you. Verse 5. So King Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen, Who is he? We, we stressed that last week. We're not going to do that. And where is he? Who would dare presume in his heart? to do such a thing. Can you learn to bring the issue to God? Who would dare touch you? Who would dare pass judgment over you? Who would dare think that the conclusions of your life are the conclusions I have made? And as I said, the adversary, the enemy, is the wicked Haman. Now check this out. So Haman was terrified before the king and the queen. Before then, no terror. Before then, the sickness followed you to church. Before then, the confusion thought that it could hang in your house. I pray that terror will fall on that sickness. That sickness will begin to vibrate and say, you know what? Wrong address. Let's go look for some. The Bible talks about the enemy. He is like a lion. He's not real. He's like the lion who is seeking for whom to devour. He, he's not omnipotent. He has not all the power in the world. So he's picky. May him and his pickiness leave you. May, may his adventures in your family end. May the things that constitute the looking down on us as a race be a bygone thing. Do you hear me? Enough. When are we going to defend what we were not privy to choose? There are some people who are born into families and this disease is tracking everybody down. It was not your choice. It was not your decision. And these are the times where you say, follow me. We're going to church. Follow me. We're going to the prayer meeting. My friends are coming. 
And when we gather where two or three are gathered in his name, there he's going to be in our midst. And the end of you is going to be real. You know, the three-day fast, what was God constructing? The, the issue of bringing the enemy into the presence of God. It had to do with the issue of the Holy Spirit sitting over an issue and deciding enough is enough. And then the king did something that we're going to learn to, to, to invoke God. So not only did fear come on Haman, all right? Look at verse 7. The king arose in his wrath from the banquet. You know, when we say, oh God, arise. We are talking about a king seated. You know, when a king sits down, it means he's just observing normal protocol. But when a king stands up, something must give. Now, when you read, let's, let's read it. Then the king arose in his wrath, in his wrath, from the banquet table, the, sorry, the banquet of wine, and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before the queen Esther, pleading for his life, for he saw the that evil was determined against him by the king. Did the king open his mouth? No. Just the movement. May the movement of God in our midst make the disease know it's my time. You know, I like it when we are in meetings when the power of God is present and people are not even prayed for, but diseases begin to leave. Why? Because the king has stood up. You know, when... Some, uh, Stephen was being stoned. The Bible describes Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. But when his martyr was being stoned, Jesus stands up. May God stand up for you today. May he stand up for you tomorrow. May he stand up in your neighborhood. And may, may it begin to cause rockers around the enemy's camp. May the enemy know that, uh oh, enough is enough. Now we can't do anything concerning this issue. Can someone say, God arise? Oh, that's why this this season you're going to say to God, you know, we 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 want we want to fellowship with you, but we don't just come to fellowship to get goosebumps. We come to bring the enemy. We come to bring trouble. We've come to bring. We come to report the issues that are in our constituents. Listen, our children are struggling. Can we settle it? The prayer meetings are going to change. You know, the the expressions of God are going to be phenomenal. Things are going to happen extraordinarily. It's time that someone says, you know, when a prayer issue comes, wait, 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 let me go and talk to him and come back. Not that I'm going to pray and come. No, no, no. Let me settle some issues. And when we come back, we can talk. And may God arise. May God begin to rise up in people's lives, in people's homes, in people's circumstances and their situations. Enough is, is enough. I mean, doesn't it hurt you when you see people who are living right and the enemy is, is doing all kinds of crazy things around them and, and they don't seem to have an out. But it's time, it's their day and it's their moment and something must give concerning their life. Then the king arose in his wrath on the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden, but Haman stood before Queen Esther, pleading for his life. For he saw that the evil was determined against him by the king. Verse 8. When the king returned 
from the palace garden to the place of the banquet of wine. Haman had fallen across the, the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, will he also ass assault the queen? Why? I am in the house. Can you take the devil, can you take the problem to God? And let God ask the question, can darkness be in light and still think it can maneuver? When the presence of God is present to here, can sickness say, you know what, I, I choose not to go. Oh, I've seen, you know, this is personal. It's not something we, you know, you know, casting out demons out of people. And, and the devil sometimes will say, the demon will say, I, I'm not going. And it's it kind of funny, you know, how they, they, they begin to react. And, and when you realize that it has no power to stay. And by the finger of God, Jesus said, if you can cast out the devil, then the, the kingdom of God is here. That's how powerful, that's how easy it is to kick the devil out. And we've got to know what we've got to know and walk in the confidence, you know, because of our relationship with him. The seven sons of Sceva learned something. The devils told them that Jesus we know. We have a relationship with Jesus. You know, when he shows up, we back out. We have a Paul we also know, but you, we don't know you. The reason why we don't know you is that you are not connected to God. You don't have any relationship with God. You don't have any authority to be talking. You, the way you are speaking, don't you understand that sometimes you can talk, but you don't have the license to talk? I mean, when it comes to relationships, sometimes you don't even have the, the permit to correct somebody. But these are days... These are times. This is my time and this is my turn. <laughs> then the king said, will he also assault the queen while I'm in this house? So he rises up. He makes a statement. All right. Anytime we go to pray, we want God to do something. We want to see a movement of God. We want to say, God, can you do something about it? Can you rise? Can you say something? What is your take on the issue? Now, the reason why I'm saying this is look at what happens. As the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's head. Look, the words left his mouth. He didn't say cover his head. The, 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 the words left his mouth, they covered his head. You know what the Holy Spirit was showing me? The enemies you see, you will not see again. That will be the last time they will see you. That will be the last time they would recover. Their head, his head was covered. It was dark from that moment. You think you're going to come into light and mess around? You know, he says that the, the, the pit that anyone digs for you, that same pit they will fall in. And God does not mince words. He illustrates it clearly and says, you know, the same gallows that you have raised up, we're going to impale you on those sticks that you have raised up. 75-foot poles, you're going to be having fellowship on it. 
Whatever the system that, you know, when the enemy raises snakes, God has snakes. Read your Bible. When the enemy raises birds, God has birds. Anything that an enemy can come up with, God can come with a bigger one. But the cool thing with God is that he doesn't need to, to, to men's words and struggle. He's not in a, a boxing match with the enemy. The, the enemy doesn't punch God and God punches the enemy. No, it doesn't work that way. It's one time shot and it's over. If he allows him to, to have maneuvering space, it's not because he's not almighty. All he's saying is that I'm giving opportunity for, for my, my servants, you and I, to be able to, to, to mess things up on the enemy's territory. All the king said is, you're kidding me. You are kidding me. I declare today, anyone with, with things that have tracked you down, let it be the end of it in the name of Jesus. Not in the presence of God. No longer are we going to have the presence of God in our midst, feeling the power of God, and then we go home and, and we are like, oh my goodness, this thing is still hanging out. When are we going to trust God that God is able to take care of us? And can someone today, you know the things that are tracking your family. It's in your mama, it's in your sisters, it's in you. Can you say, you know what, God I bring this thing to you. Now, I want you to go to verse 10, the last part of it. All right? So he gives the instructions. Of course, um, there's information about what the enemy is doing. God knows everything. All right. So right there in the in the presence of the king, information of what was going on in Haman's house was made known. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't worry about the weapons that are formed. Don't have to spend time studying it all the time. There is nothing that God does not know. Now, do I say we, we are not ignorant of his devices, but that is not where we get our MBAs on. Let's get our MBAs on God. Let's get our insight on with these things that we're talking about. How do we get the presence of God working for us as opposed to what the schemes the enemy is developing? God in one day can expose it and it's done. So Haman was hanged. And the statement I want you to see is that then the king's wrath was subdued. Sided. God is not going to sit down. Ruth said something concerning. So no, no, sorry. I said Ruth. Uh, uh, um, Naomi said something to Ruth. He said, you know, that guy, he's not going to rest. Till he settles the issue. God is not going to sleep. God is not going to sleep over your time. He's not going to rest. Till that thing is settled. Let the wrath of God. The last time I checked in Hebrews, it talks about him as a consuming fire. Let the fire of God hit a place. Let the fire of God settle some squabbles. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. You know, he says he blows them like chaff before a wind. Let the evacuation of those things that have become our story. Let a new history begin with us. Let it begin. Let a new generation begin. Can someone say, these things are not going to follow my children. These things are not going to follow. It ends with me. And my children are going to be free. When Esther settled this thing, every Jew became free. You know where the fight began? 
It began with one person, Haman and Mordecai. And all of a sudden, that fight affected every man, boy, girl. A target was painted on their back. But one person also stepped in and changed the target. The thing that God shows us in James is that resist the devil and the devil will flee. It's time that the, the devil was always running away when you showed up. Always. That is my story. That is what will happen to my children. We will resist the devil and the devil will free. free. That's our heritage. Psalm 3 verse 7 says, Arise, O God, save me. Oh my God, for you have struck all my enemies with a cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Psalm 10 verse 12 says, Arise, O God, lift up your hand, and do not forget the humble. Psalm 74 verse 22 and verse 23 says, Arise, O God, plead my cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you daily. Do not forget the voice of your enemies. The tumult of those who arise up against you increase continually. What the psalmist have learned to do is pitch the person to God. Bring the enemy to the presence of God. Sometimes insulting the devil does not mean jack. Learn to bring him into the presence of God. When we come to fellowship, listen, sometimes a time of worship is one of the most critical moments in our gatherings where you, you literally are massaging your relationship. Jesus told this woman at the well, he says that we Jews, we know whom we worship. But not only that, but God is looking for. Meaning when we gather, God is looking for true worshipers. Those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Those who will say, God, you are my God. Without you, I am nothing. Oh, king, can you rise up and do something about what I am going through? If I die, who will worship you? If I am no more, if I am broke, wouldn't they say that your kingdom is a broke kingdom? You say that you... That there's cattle on the thousand hills are yours. Look at your son. Where is my cattle? Where is my goat? Where is my animal? That is not you. Somebody is tinkering with the things that are my best right. Can you speak? Now, I know a lot of us have read the book of Esther. And because it's dramatized so much, we only have the dramatization of the first time she goes to the king. But can I inform you that there were more times? Go to chapter 8, she goes to the king. Go to chapter 9, she goes to the king. Can someone begin to take issues to God? And the issue, that one issue, she went multiple times. And at every time of going to the king, she rehearsed the same thing. If I have found favor. The interesting thing is that anytime she shows up, the king says, what do you want? Your posture alone. All right? You come to church dressed up in a way. Everyone is wondering, is it your birthday? Mm -mm. I'm coming to my king. I need some favor. Oh, you know, why are you fasting? Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to my king. You know, but we are not in a fast. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I, I, 
I got some things to, to settle with him. Oh, why are you not coming to, to the gathering of everyone? <clears throat> because I've got a meeting with the king. I need to take some things to him that you cannot settle in your gathering. I don't mean harm to you, but listen, it's time I understood that I have to appear before my king. You know, when we gather, can you appear? When we gather, can you appear? Can your posture stop sitting like I am here to entertain you instead of you expecting to entertain God so that you will find favor so that at the end of the day, you put in your offering. You are like, God, if I have found favor in your sight, if I have given you my time and I gave it out of love, if I have found favor in your sight, can someone today say to God, God, I have, if I have found favor, if I have found favor, if I have found, you know, some of you today may be the day where you drop your vow and you are saying to God, God, if I have found favor, if I have found favor, you know, you get to do the Nigerian thing where you, you, you courtesy, where you bow, where you say to God, God, if I have found favor. You know, then she, she uses this other term, if it pleases if it pleases. Can some, can we, we're learning how to do it because listen, we can't all do it at the same time because your issue not, might not be my issue. Uh, your issue might, might not be her issue or his issue, you know, but we can do some things together. So can, the other thing she, she also stresses all these three times, if it pleases the king. And what it reminds me of is when Jesus says, not my will, but your will be done. That quickly puts everything back into God's hands. You know, God now begins to take ownership. Jesus, you're going to rise from the dead. The Holy Spirit is going to come to your aid. In the midst of the pain, God is still going to sustain you. God is still going to be the lifter up of your head. Listen, some of us are coming through certain things, and it's not because we are strong, but it's because if it pleases the king, can, can you make it light for us? If it pleases the king, if it pleases you, if it pleases you, can you make your angels be released to the advantage of our situation? If it pleases the king. Quickly, I, I don't have time to go through it, but three things she covered. Haman himself, the loss, and then established victory. Do you hear me? It's not enough. You got to go after the juggler. You got to say, you know what? We got to do this thing for real. It's your time and it's your moment. Don't start drinking champagne when it's not over. Listen, some of us, God is going to deliver us. I know that part of the deliverance of God is that he sets you up to be a deliverer. You cannot just be delivered. You've got to come into being a deliverer. He cannot just deliver your house. There are some of you listening to me. The cures of certain things are going to be given to you. The wisdom, how to move conglomerates is going to be given to you. How to turn nations around is going to be given to you. But you cannot sit in on your seat and, and, and say, uh-uh, you know, we've gotten a breakthrough. No, no, no. Your breakthrough is not a breakthrough till others come into their breakthrough. So we got to establish seasons of deliverance. You see how everything had at a time. The problems manifested around the time. What God is setting up, you got to have to establish seasons of recovery. Listen, can someone... Uh, uh, can someone remind me? It's time uh, we had a day of recovery. 
You know, we celebrate all kinds of days. Can we get a day of recovery? That day becomes a day where we trust God for people's deliverance. People come out of all kinds of challenges. You know, what they established, that day of Purim was supposed to be a day of death, but it has been established today as a day of celebration. May the liberty of God, you know, what we celebrate, we make permanent. We enforce. We're not going to be enforcing, oh my goodness, another problem again. Around this same time, around, no, 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 no. It has to be the victory of God. The victory of God. Anytime uh, this season comes around, we gather, we celebrate. One of the things that they, they established with Purim was that anytime they gathered, they were gathering to celebrate and they bless one another. It's not going to be a time of death anymore. It's going to be a time of life being explained and being expanded. That everyone can testify that we have a God that can arise. We have a God that can defend us. We are not doomed. And in this season, as we walk with the Holy Spirit, may he bring us to the place of extraordinary deliverance. Listen, as we take communion this, can we come into covenant with God and say, God, arise. And if it pleases you, oh God, arise. And if it pleases you, the Holy Spirit would help us, tutor us. It's not complicated. God will do extraordinary things. I can't wait for the testimonies of God's command over us. So I want you to go for your communion stuff. We here are ready. Those that are watching, I don't want you to cut off. I know I've been a little longer today, but it's been worth it. I thank God for his goodness. We bless him. Some of us are going to start having a history of deliverance in so many different areas come through us, as opposed to a history of challenges and confusion. Some of us are going to be starting histories of financial blessing as we gather at the table and we partake of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. We're asking that God arise. Let the heads of our enemies be covered. Let the head of that infirmity be covered. Let it not pursue us any longer. Let it not have eyes to set itself on us. And Father, we thank you for the body. You said that if we partake of it, we partake of you. Even on the night before you were betrayed, you took the bread. You broke it. And gave it to your disciples and said, this is your body. That your body enters into the sacrifice as you stretch yourself on the cross. This day, as we partake of it, let your sacrifice answer for the sacrifice that any ailment wants to take us on. Let that which affects the body physically, affects us as a body in terms of who we are in you. Let the mystery of the 39 stripes answer. Let no disease speak any longer. Let no predicament voice 
itself as an authority to determine our rising and our going to sleep. No more are we going to be targets of economic hardships. No longer are we going to be targets of the things that mark us for destruction, for alienation, and for rendering us ineffective as we partake of this. Let the covenant that we partake of engulf this month. We draw this month into this covenant. Let the covenant of God flow through us as we partake of the body of Christ. Jesus. And Father, as we raise the blood, can you rise up those that are here? And wherever you are, if you can rise up. Father, as we rise, the blood that speaks, the blood was presented to you, the acceptable blood. You changed the trajectory of everything. We were marked as people who were favored. People you loved. People that are precious. This is precious blood, Lord. The precious blood of your, your son. So as we partake of the blood, let the markings of our life invoke favor from you. Let the favor... the blood of Jesus hallelujah now listen before we we, we close today I want to take this moment you know there's no covenant without the exchange and I'm talking about the offering. And listen, I just got a quick story for you. I'm not going to read a scripture. I got, an, I got an, a, a, a text from someone who is a pastor now. And she said out teaching my people that this individual that's referring to me taught me how to pay my tithes. And this was over 30 years ago. And was thanking me for teaching her. And little did I know that the impact of what I was passing on was going to impact another generation. May your giving and may what you are hearing me say, bring your offering, bring your sacrifice to God. In the midst of we saying, God, if we found favor, can you give an offering that would say to God, you love me? Can you bring this offering that you're saying to God, you know, God, if you think I'm pleasing to you, can you accept my offering? And I want to challenge you, those of us that are afraid to give, this is your time, this is your moment. Can you break this once and for all? It's your turn. It's your turn to give. 
so that God would also give. And may God bless you as you do so. Now I want you to go to myhouseofworship.org forward slash giving and it will take you right there. Or just go to my house of worship and look to the top right, hit the tab over there. It will move you to the options to give and give as the Lord has blessed you. Give and God will honor your giving. We thank every one of you for making this moment what it is that we gathered together in his name and there he was in our midst. Once again, the website is myhouseofworship.org forward slash given. Can everyone who is given just raise your hands to the Lord and just thank God. Thank him for this moment. If I have found favor in your sight, if I have found favor in your sight, can someone say that? If I have found favor in your sight, if I am well-pleasing to you, if this thing that I have brought to you, that I be free of these headaches, I be free of that which has pursued my children, that which has, has pursued my life, the, the inconsistencies of, of the success, if, if I have found favor, can today be the end of it? Can the story of my life and the life of my children, the life of my nation, the life of my race, the life of my nation, Lord, if I have found favor, remember America. If I have found favor in your sight, remember Baltimore. If I have found favor, remember Randallstown. If I have found favor, remember my sons and my daughters. If I have found favor, remove sickness, remove disease, remove the predicament that I chased in the rules under the sound of my voice. be set free. If I am your servant, if I am the one that you you asked and you you thought that I'm I am well able to deliver this, Lord, if it is your word, then can you arise in your in appease your wrath that no longer will the righteous be laughed at, no longer with the expectation of the righteous be dashed. Because your word says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Lord, that the good things that you have promised, none of your good promises will ever fail. Lord, by your spirit, Holy Spirit, can you begin the extraordinary things that you are doing in the lives of your people. Now, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord give you a testimony of his goodness. May the Lord fight for you. May the Lord defend his life that he's given you to carry in your very being. And may you know him as the almighty, the lover of your soul, the restorer of your life, the lifter up of your head, the alpha and the omega, the one that all power belongs to, the one who smiles and everything takes a different turn. May you be on favor that is on steroids. May the Lord keep you and the Lord make a public show through you, of his kindness and of his goodness. God bless you. Have an extraordinary week. 
And may the markings of his goodness follow you wherever you go. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, for, for those of us that are here, Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.